Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Scale a Business Podcast. My name is Hector Santhia Stevan, and I'm your host. And today, we're going to be talking with Sandy Eggers. We've spanned a lot on this podcast about some of the brass tactics, if you will. Today, we're going to switch up a little bit, and we're going to focus a little bit on the personal resilience side. So, Sandy, welcome to the show. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Hector. I'm definitely eager to plunge into the topic. So resilience is an interesting thing because typically when people think of resilience, maybe it's not always associated first with entrepreneurship or business. And I think maybe it's with fitness or maybe it's with trauma. But I'm excited today because I think that it bleeds over into business just as much as any of those other things. Catch us up a little bit on how this became your world, how this kind of became your thing, and a little bit about what you do with your clients now. Sure, absolutely. I'm really passionate about resilience. And actually, before I go into that, I want to make a connection to what you were saying. You're absolutely true. Resilience being an abstract concept has a lot of applications and has in various fields, the military, education and things in those contexts, as well as the fact that you think of resilience in other spheres. So, you know, you're spot on because that is a lot to consider. Although it's an abstract concept, there's a lot of research behind it. As it applies to entrepreneurs, there's been some studies, one in particular that I've come across that shows that when you have a positive entrepreneur, this was actually a study done during COVID. So a lot of stress, as you can imagine, a lot of changes. And this study showed that it looked at entrepreneurs in a small sample size. The findings were that when you have an owner who sets, of course, the tone, an entrepreneur who is positive, who is willing to tackle those challenges in, and again, in a positive way, that has a tendency to reduce depression. And we're not talking clinical depression here, we're talking lose, and enables that person to move the business forward. Now, specifically how I got involved, I'm passionate about it because It is such a well-researched area, and it's such a needed area, even prior to COVID. Society has been changing at a rapid pace, especially as we've gone into the information age. We have a lot of things on our plates just as people, let alone as entrepreneurs trying to manage and to grow their business. There's a lot just in human experience. You have negative situations, be they personal or professional, and you have to know how to deal with them in addition to constant change. How I help clients is I help them build their resilience because it is something that one can learn to help sketch out this area a bit. There are two main areas of resilience. One is called trait resilience and one is called state resilience, trait and state. And the trait resilience, as we would think, it has a lot to do with your growing up, genetics, your social sphere. I mean, that certainly helps give you resilience. But in the state aspect of how researchers have seen it, The state talks about how you're resilient in a particular situation. You may be able to draw upon your genetics and your experience to be sure, but it doesn't end there. Even people who might not be as trait resilient or have as many traits that support resilience can learn techniques to go through exercises to help build that resilience so that they can meet those challenges a lot more effectively and bounce back after adverse events. Yeah. What's interesting is that this idea that these traumatic experiences, and you might be able to speak to this a little bit more, but it seems like 
there's been a shift in the consciousness of how those perspectives are perceived. Before, they used to be this black eye, this scarlet letter. You were kind of tainted goods if you if you had any sort of trauma because you were kind of damned to that. But it seems like there's more and more of a conversation talking about how to leverage that trauma, how to work through and how to build from and actually how it can actually be an advantage as opposed to a disadvantage. What are your thoughts on something like that? I think it's not quite as simple as that in a way. And let me just make sure that we're aligned in terms. Yes, generally speaking, if one goes through what is considered trauma, I mean, trauma could be very severe. You know, we're talking about personal trauma, robbery, rape, all of that can be a different animal, especially if the person underwent that kind of trauma growing up. We're not talking about building resilience with that person because they didn't have the resources growing up to help develop those traits. And it's an entirely different animal. Rather than use the word trauma, we talk about in, in psychological terms, you talk about adverse events or negative events. And those could be anywhere from, oh my goodness, my cash flow is, is low, or a personal trauma or personal adverse event that, for example, that I went through with the terminal illness of, of my husband and its related things. So that's a better way to frame it. Because as I say, when you talk in psychological terms about trauma, that's a different sphere. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And then getting back to your question, I think in general, absolutely, yes. You know, the old adage, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Well, <laughs> yes and no. By that, I mean, when we're talking resilience, going through adverse events or negative events, we're not talking about stoicism. You know, that kind of aphorism, what you know, doesn't kill you makes you stronger is rather stoic when you think about it. But rather, it's embrace being open to learning, having a growth mindset, which is key to resilience, which means that you're open to learning about this event going through it and being willing to ask the questions, being curious, well, okay, how do I meet this event? Maybe there's something that I can learn from it. What am I going to learn from it? And when you go address an adverse event or a negative event that way with a learning mindset, with being curious, that helps you navigate through it and to see that positive aspect of the negative event. But you never you never want to just wash away the fact that it is a difficult event. You have other resources to help you go through that. So that's what I want to say to make sure that we're not talking, well, just you know, stiff upper lip here and you can plow through it or an entirely Pollyanna view is not that at all because there's some real techniques and real ways of looking at things like that to help you get through to help build. Did that answer your question? Yeah. And I'm looking down at some of the outline that you prepared for today. And one of the things that's on there that I'm curious about is this idea of trait and state resilience. I'm curious if you could go into that a little bit, because I think sure. that helping people to understand more of what this looks like might be helpful. Absolutely. When we talk about trait resilience, we're talking about, you know, as I've mentioned before, traits like maybe you're naturally curious, naturally positive, when you think of trait resilience, it's a bigger picture kind of resilience. It's your makeup. It could also involve your social sphere, those kinds of aspects. However, when you talk about state resilience, it's how you can take those aspects plus how you've learned to deal with adverse events into a specific situation. And just because you're resilient in one situation doesn't necessarily mean that you will be always resilient in the others. 
know, there's always going to be something to learn, something perhaps you could have done better, something more that you could glean. Resilience is a dynamic process. Even though you have some traits, some people may be by nature and nurture more resilient than others, and that's true. But as I said, it doesn't stop others, even themselves or even other people who may not feel as resilient or didn't feel they had those resources from learning and from growing in that. And because it's a dynamic state, not only does it say, and the research shows that you can learn to be more resilient, but then that also helps explain how you can be resilient in one situation and maybe something similar or a different situation that's also adverse. You aren't as resilient. You don't bounce back as quickly. Does that help? Yeah. It's perhaps frightening because it means that there's more to work on. <laughs> but but yes. it's, it's illuminating in the sense that you know, sometimes you take that the circumstances perhaps matter, right? Because the resilience that you take and that you have in one arena is not necessarily going to show up in the other one. I've had that thinking, well, I'm good in this area. I should be fine here, but my reactions and my responses aren't conducive to that. So what you're saying actually makes sense and gives some credence to that. Oh, I was, may I add something as we're talking about different types of resilience? Do you know that positive events can help you become more resilient? I would love for you to expand on that. Absolutely. Again, and this is more recent research because as the area of what's called now positive psychology, which looks at human flourishing and human functioning, as opposed to human psychological defects, like you would with the Freudians or with other groups. But at any rate, as positive psychology grows, and as recent research has shown that positive events can help you become more resilient. For example, there's a technique, an exercise called savoring, and there's different types of savoring. I don't think we have time to go through all of that right now. But in general, what that means is when you go through a positive event, something that just lifts your soul, that you savor, you take time to think about it. I think people automatically do that. But know that as you think about the details, the smells, how did you feel about it? How did that make you feel? And spend some time to really embrace that. That builds up having that savoring, those positive things. I don't think they're quite sure how it works, but it seems to help build resilience when you're facing something negative. So building up on your positive, I think perhaps it may help you continue to become more positive in outlook. Well, what you're saying there, I've heard it said as creating an anchor in that experience and something to go back yeah. to. Because I would imagine that in moments of strife or challenge or emotional turmoil, if you will, being able to tap into that feeling is something that's a very driving force. Yeah. Yeah. When we get back from break, I'm curious about how do we do this? You know, we wake up in the morning, how someone might actively build their resilience. And so we're going to get into that right after this break. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's episode is brought to you by Amplify Media. And we are a podcast production company, but we like to think of ourselves as genius makers, or our motto is to bring out your genius. And so if you have a mission, a message, a passion, a purpose, something that you want to get out to the world, but just don't have the time or the tech skills to do it, we can help. Go to amplifymedia.com. That's A-M-P-L-A-F-Y media.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right. We talked a little bit about before Sandy, I think you've done a good job of scaring us into realizing that we need to build our resilience, right? At least that's for me, and I have joked. But there is, a, I think, a need for entrepreneurs to steal themselves, and not S-T-E-A-L, but to S-T-E-E-L, to steal themselves and harden themselves because 
it's like we are going to face challenges. We are going to face adversity. It's a natural part of business. And to not expect those, I don't think it's wise. And so let's start from like a proactive approach. Are there things that someone can start to do to build this resilience? You mentioned the anchoring and the positive stuff, things like that. Are there other things that someone can do to actively build their resilience? Yes, you can think of it, of course, as we're going through, you know, events that affects basically all areas of our lives. And again, to help illustrate this, in essence, we break it up into four areas into your physical health, emotional, mental health is a second one, your social group. And then interestingly enough, research has shown that your spiritual practices also influence your ability to be resilient. So bearing in mind those quadrants, for example, one thing you can be very proactive on, and I know your listeners have heard this in many other contexts, but it's true, making sure that you eat regular healthy meals as cleanly as you can, hydration, plenty of sleep, because you need to help build up those physical resources so that when you do go through adverse events, you have the resources. Having a social network, in other words, people who really support you, who really care about you, who want the best for you. It's good to have one or two or at least a couple people like that you can rely upon when things do get tough. Even if it's something as you just need to vent or you need to talk about things or talk through things, that's very vital. Your emotional, mental wellness, well, that also you take mental breaks, take time away, clear your mind. And some people have found, for example, meditation helpful. I personally start my day with prayer. As a Christ follower, that's where I'm coming from, where I can really just, and those who do practice meditation, where they can just breathe in essence to not jump right into the fray, but prepare themselves emotionally and mentally. And then of course, spiritually, uh, research has shown that people who do believe that there's something beyond, that there's a higher power, for lack of a better word, but in general, that there's something beyond ourselves, also do a better job in being resilient because all of us have faced times that even as well as we've gone through an adverse situation, we don't always do it perfectly, nor do we necessarily always have the resources. On a second thought, too, that often things that do come to us are totally out of our control. How do you make sense of it? How do you make sense of like what we just went through with COVID? How do you deal with that? Well, having a spiritual belief helps you do that as well, because sometimes this life definitely does not make sense. So building resilience, let me get maybe more specific and tell a story about how contrast one person who isn't as resilient versus another is in the context of a job search. So we've got Tom and Andy, and they both were laid off in a situation. They were both in finance, had great jobs. Both of them took maybe the next two weeks, just as we do, to sort it out, to just really, as they say, process it, try to come to grips with it. Well, after two weeks, Tom, who tends to look at things more positively, who has a growth mindset, who sees things not just as black and white, begins to say, well, you know, as I'm looking at this economic environment, I can understand why I got laid off. It doesn't necessarily is an indictment on me. And number two, I had this great job before. I can do it again. I'm going to dust myself off and move forward. Whereas Andy began to stew in the situation and began to say, well, this happened to me. There's nothing I can do. It must mean that I'm terrible. And the end of the result was in a few months, we had 
Tom, who was situated in a great job, and Andy, who's in essence living in his parents' basement. So that helps illustrate the power of resilience and why so many of those factors, and resilience is based on numerous factors, is important for us to develop and to move forward. Yeah. The challenge there in that situation is that it's almost too late to wait for the adverse situation. That's fair. Because in that moment, all you have to lean on is on what you've built up and the resources that you've built. Correct. So I guess that we saw that too with COVID. People were forced this. There were a lot of people whose emotional, physical, spiritual lives cracked. Correct. You know, and the fallout that came from that. Well, I, I would certainly advise people to take this, you know, like we take exercise seriously and know that it's good for our bodies. Take building resilience seriously. And, for, you know, for those who need some help, I'm really very eager to help you in any way I can in terms of helping instruction, helping you understand, giving you resources and exercises to help you build that resilience. As I said, this is very much science-based and a lot of good techniques are out there, good exercises that will help. But Hector, you're absolutely right. I mean, when we're faced with that situation, we've got to deal with it. How do you best deal with it? You can't deal with it well if you don't have the resources. And that goes again to somewhat to your traits and your nature and your nurture. But I would encourage people who feel that maybe they're not as resilient. Don't let that stop you because again, you can build it. You can become better at bouncing back after setbacks. Right. I love what you said that it's not an indictment. And I think that so many people, they make that mistake of thinking that that's exactly what it is, that they're damned, that this scarlet letter is not just something that they could take off or wash off or whatever, but it's something that's been branded on them. Yeah. Great points. Sandy, is there anything else? I mean, resilience, there's been books written about it. I mean, there's there's been holy texts written and devoted to it. It's hard to say everything in a short podcast episode, but is there anything else that you thought would be important to mention given what we talked about today? I would have to go back to what you were saying is that it is too late to all of a sudden want to build your resilience when you're facing that situation. You know, if you can look back in your life and say, well, gee, I wish I would have handled X, Y, Z differently. XYZ may happen to you again. It may be ABC this time, but something similar. So I would definitely encourage people to think about that to help improve their ability to be resilient. I mean, one way, of course, is through what I offer, but there definitely are resources, a lot of different articles on there, a lot of good research. It's just going to get harder. In fact, it was an interesting thing, the head of Asia for McKinsey. And he made a point recently in an article, he said, things are changing and life is, again, this is something we don't know, but we maybe haven't considered how change has affected us. But this man talked about because life and situations and society is changing so fast, it's more important now than ever to build that resilience, both in your company, and there's a different kind of resilience called institutional resilience versus personal resilience. But for entrepreneurs, because they pretty much are their company, building that personal resilience, you'll be building your company with that resilience as well. Where can people go and get connected with you? You mentioned that you actually help people with this. So if they want to go deeper into your world, where's the best place to, to go and follow up? I would encourage them to go to my website, which is yourlifeabundant.com, yourlifeabundant.com. And you can begin by taking a, a very simple, very quick assessment to see whether you have a growth mindset. 
which growth mindset and resilience are interlocking or somewhat they do overlap. But by growth mindset, if you don't know or don't believe that you can learn, I mean, they're not going to be able to build that resilience. So this little assessment will tell you whether or not you do have it. And from there, depending on how the results come from this assessment, I'm offering three lessons, three free lessons on how to either build resilience or more about how to build your growth mindset. More about that. I love it. And we'll put all those links in the show notes as well so you guys can check that out. My last question to you, Sandy, is what, in your opinion, is the secret to growing or scaling a business? That is a very good question. Gosh, there's so many factors involved in that as well. Well, first of all, you have to be cognizant of where you're at in the business cycle. I mean, if you're just beginning to build, like in my case, largely I provide online services. I'm in part of the creator economy. And so in my world, one of the metrics, one of the benchmarks would be subscribers to my list. So if I were in a situation where you know, I had very few subscribers, I can't automatically think that I'm going to be able to reach a goal that someone who's been in the game a little bit longer and has a list. So first of all, being cognizant of where you are. But I think it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day too. You've got to set goals for yourself. Because if we don't set goals for ourselves, we're always going to be in that day-to-day and where we're at now. We're not going to be able to grow so that we can scale. So set that next goal. An interesting definition of goal, a goal is a dream with a deadline. So if you have that dream of scaling, make it a goal. Give yourself a deadline. Give yourself objectives. And I think doing those two things will help you on the right track. Will it be linear? No. As we just talked about. Adverse events happen. Things happen outside of our control. But at least you'll be able to have a target to keep in mind and keep striving for. Yeah, absolutely. Part of meditation and prayer and spirituality is like, we're all going to fall off the track. It's That's like, true. How quickly can we get back on? Right. How, <laughs> you know, and in your example about the people who lost their job, one guy got back on the track. He stayed on the track, you know, maybe fell off, but he got right back on and it took the other guy a little bit longer. And so, yeah, great, great wisdom. Were you going to add something there? Yes, I was going to say a lot of it too is not just growth mindset, knowing that you're going to grow from it. But for me, what helps me maintain that resilience in my business and in the things I do is always looking at at something, well, what can I learn? There's got to be something positive, you know, having that sense. And that kind of that interplays with a lot of who I am, both the spiritual side, the fact I'm a positive person, generally speaking. My mind is always whirling around in terms of I'm curious, what you know, what if, and asking questions. And my mind automatically goes to plan A, it goes to plan C. So for me, that's been critical. Finding, and often in my life, as I look back, that what seemed like a setback at one time, like I was once writing radio copy, and I was told by the GM, as of today, you don't have your job. Well, <laughs> that's not definitely a positive experience for most, nor was it for me. But I found by doing that allowed me to think more broadly and think in different ways of where I wanted to go. And it actually opened up because of the circumstance and because I was open and positive and looking at and also doing my due diligence. You just don't sit and wait for things to come to you. You also go out and work and make and plan and strategize. I was able to come into a new area, which was freelance writing which was actually filled my soul so much more. 
So be aware that what seems at first an adverse circumstance could lead, be that kernel that you need to go off into something greater. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This has been a fantastically valuable conversation. I appreciate you spending some time with us, Sandy. And you listeners, I appreciate you all sticking with us. If y'all got some value out of today, we would love a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know someone who is running a business, thinking about starting one, please send them this episode. And then take action on something, implement something and find Sandy or I and let us know how it goes. We wanna hear about your successes. But thanks as always for being a part of the tribe. We'll see you on the next one. Later y'all.